There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Sinead Brazel. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. Kicking off with Queen and Killer Queen this Wednesday. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch with me on 086 1800 658 for anything on your mind at all. You know I love to hear from you. And if you have any celebrations, birthday requests, I love to get those as well. Uh, Now, we are getting a lot of information and this is great on how we can help um, in terms of the Ukrainian community. And I've got a number of different things here to read out. And if you do know of any collections happening in your area or if there's anything happening to help the people of Ukraine on a local level here, do get in touch with me as well and let me know and I will mention it on the show. But the King's Court traders and local Polish community, they are organising a collection of items that will be shipped directly to Poland to help women and children crossing from Ukraine to Poland, okay? These items are going to be picked up on Friday the 4th and Saturday the 5th of March in Doonery House Hotel and McMahon's Cafe Bar Function Room, okay? So that's happening on Friday and Saturday. They are in urgent need of things like nappies, baby wipes, sanitary and hygiene products, tinned and dried food, baby food, small towels, face cloths, sleeping bags, children's blankets, that kind of thing. Uh, So they will be available for drop off from 10am to 6pm each day until the 5th of March. Okay, so if you're in that neck of the woods, you have a few bits. It's as simple as just picking up a few extra bits in your own weekly shop. Every little bit counts and you can head over there and donate it to them. This is astounding. The Irish public donated 750,000 in just 24 hours to the Irish Red Cross Ukraine crisis appeal for humanitarian aid. Staggering amounts. And when things like this, when I hear news like this, it gives me a little bit of hope. It really does because Irish people are so, so amazing in times of th- uh, times like this. Um, so there was a wave of donations to the Irish Red Cross website and on Revolut. So if you'd prefer to give money and they are in dire need of money as well, you can go to the Red Cross website and also you can do this via Revolut as well. Again, anything that you can afford yourself and all funds going directly to those people. Um, I was also given an email here as well. Uh, Hi guys, would you mind giving this a plug for us? Round Towers, Kells, GFC, they are running a shoebox appeal for people of Ukraine. That's happening Sunday, March 6th 
from 10am to 2pm at Eureka House in Kells and they're encouraging all resident sports teams, community groups and organisations to get involved, maybe schools in the area as well. I know our children's schools are, are getting involved in things like this as well. So again, the usual stuff uh, that they're accepting. Things like as well, you mightn't think of things like batteries, flashlights, uh, power banks, you know, things like that. Disposable plates and cutlery, that's a good one in there as well. And it, uh, the teas and coffees, all the non-perishables. So they say they're not accepting perishable food, clothing or bedding. Okay, so no clothing, no bedding or not perishable foods. So that is Round Tower, Kells, GFC and the details will be on their Facebook page of those as well. Okay, uh, if there are any more of these, do send them in to me. I'm only delighted to read them out. 86 658 George Ezra Paradise love that one Uh, hoping he's going to come back with more music we haven't heard from him in a while there he is with Paradise how did we get on last night with the pancakes there was lots consumed in my house. My friend, I went out for a walk with my friend after having the pancakes and I says, well, did you eat loads? And she's like, oh no, I only had one or two. And I says, oh, like I didn't even have the dinner. It was just pancakes. She was shocked. She was like, you didn't even have dinner. Oh yeah. A Pancake Tuesday, forget making a dinner as well. No, no, no. You have to just indulge in pancakes. I did make quite the vat of batter that I know a lot of people were commenting on on, on my Instagram stories. But um. I, if, look, this always happens, doesn't it? The person making the pancakes is re- rarely left with too many. So I had about two or three, but it was just enough. It was just enough now uh, to be kind of satisfied with sweets and we melted chocolate and all of that. And now today is the start of Lent. Yeah, Ash Wednesday. And I know some people still, you know, sort of cut back and sort of see, can they do without sweets and chocolates and crisps and all of those really lovely things that we love having um, but uh, it got me thinking as well about sort of you know because yesterday we talked about you know other countries celebrating Pancake Tuesday do other countries celebrate Lent so as you know here it's this 40 day period of reflection uh, and in and renewal as well in the Christian calendar and um, there's lots of people going around today with the shape of the cross on their forehead with the ashes and um, I did not know this but the ashes are traditionally the burned uh, remains of Pam Sunday leaves used in the previous year did not know that at all but um, beyond uh, so things people fast as well today uh, and people have the ashes so beyond this there are countries that celebrate Lent with special festivities so in Germany old Christmas trees are burned to welcome both Lent and spring Uh, some German villages they also celebrate with elaborate processions and reenactments as well uh, of the passion Germans also refer to Holy Thursday as Green Thursday and they celebrate it by eating green foods for the day especially salads and spinach as well so lots of uh, lots of salads and spinach on Green Thursday the Danish they have uh, a celebration before Lent. It's called Fast Lavin and they consist of eating many different jam-filled pastries. And also they have a game where children try to break open a barrel full of candy and the first kids who break it open are named the Cat King and Cat Queen. don't know where the cat part comes from, but anyway. Uh, in India, in the days leading up to Lent, there's celebration, music, dance and feasting, all culminating then in a mass. Uh, the celebrations are so extensive that Hindu and Muslim members of the community join in on that as well which is really lovely in Mexico fourth Friday of Lent is a special celebration called um, La Samarita La Samarita uh, La, La Samarita oh, listen 
no clue. I'm r- ridiculous at pronouncing this. It's to do with the Samaritan. The Samaritan lady, the story, all of that. They do a festival around that. <laughs> if I can get the word out. Uh, so yeah, interesting. Uh, we also learned as well that we had... Um, in Mexico, they have uh, Fat, uh, I think it's called Fat Thursday or Fat Tuesday, where they have the pancakes. I didn't know in Canada that they actually add their own twist to adding in things like coins and rings into the pancake batter. And uh, kind of like the ring and the brack, I suppose, at Halloween for us here as well. If you find the ring in the pancake, you get married. If you find the uh, the coin in the pancake, you'll, be, you'll enjoy prosperity and riches for the year. Interesting, interesting traditions that people have around this time of the year. I don't know. I, yeah, I think a lot of people, some people maybe are, you know, ab- abstaining from things like myself uh, for, for Lent. I don't know if people still do this. Do people still give up things for Lent? If you are giving up something, let me know. 86 658 Going to take a quick break. We're back with Adele. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Just getting back to the discussion on donations and supporting the Ukrainian people. Um, I mentioned a number of different collections that's happening locally and for people to go to the Red Cross directly to donate money. Anton has been on 086-1800-658 and yes, this is a really important point. Be aware that there are scammers out there. We've been chatting about scammers really since the start of COVID and everything else. There's so many of them out there at the moment who'll be trying to profit on the back of this war. So go to the rep websites okay redcross.ie that's the the website also you can donate there's a number to call if you'd like to donate if you're not online or anything 1-800-50-70-70 1-800-50-70-70 and you can make a donation that way also if you're on the Red Cross website by the way their charity registered number all of their details everything is on there so you know that you're heading to the right place but um, in regards to you know people looking for money mm, just be on your guard with things like that and thank you so much Anton for bringing that up for me I um, want to say a big happy birthday to Maureen Geraghty she's in Suffolk Street in Kells happy birthday to you that's coming in from Deirdre we'll play Adele just for you this is LMFM's 11 to 1 Sinead Brazel here with you that's Adele easy on me there's nothing that I love more than sort of gathering around in a group in a sort of nice intimate setting and having a storytelling session. And I remember back in 2019, before everything, and um, the Puka Festival was happening in Drogheda and this brilliant group, they're called Candlelit Tales and they were in Odd Molly's pub in Drogheda telling odd, just spooky stories and things like that. But it was just brilliant and it had that whole, you know, kind of atmosphere of being in unison together watching something in this kind of cosy intimate setting of the pub and they are brilliant they're a brother and sister duo Candlelit Tales Aaron and Circa and um, what they do is they reimagine ancient Irish epics myths folk tales so all of these well known kind of folk tales that we know about Ireland they give them new life they reimagine them they kind of tell the stories in a different way or maybe details that have been omitted from the myths and legends that they've tracked down and they're really busy at the moment but they're hosting two events 
One is uh, Fianna Feast, which sounds amazing. So they're going to have storytelling. But this incredible five course feast uh, is happening. That's uh, happening next week. And also they have a really unique St. Patrick's Day event that's going to be happening in Dublin. And it's a different side to kind of all of the stories that we know about St. Patrick. So we're going to be chatting to Aaron Hegarty from Candlelit Tales very, very shortly. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Formed in 2014 by brother and sister duo, Candlelit Tales have been finding ways to reimagine ancient Irish epics, myths and folk tales. And over the next few weeks, they're hosting some pretty unique events from a fee and a feast, celebrating great Irish food to a special St. Patrick's Day event where the story of what happened when pagan warrior poets and Christian monks talked philosophy will be explored. Candlelit Tales were a huge hit when they performed for Halloween as part of the Puka Festival in 2019. And going to a Candlelit Tales event is a night out like no other. I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by actor and storyteller, co-founder of Candlelit Tales, Aaron Hegarty. How are you doing, Aaron? Uh, how are you getting on? Lovely to have that such a warm welcome. I'm very good, Sinead. <laughs> Thanks for, very much for having us on. Lovely to speak to you again. Uh, and I know you're, you're, you're very warm, aren't you, at the moment? Because you're in Spain. And let me tell you, I'm so jealous because uh, <laughs> it's the most Irish day here. We have grey skies, that drizzle that'll soak you. You know, those Irish days, horrible. Uh, yeah, they walk through the mist and you're suddenly soaked. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know them well. I know them well. But look, it's my mum's 70th birthday, so we all decided to surprise you with a bit of a party and, and oh, show some fondness and have a bit of memories. God, you know what? Telling the stories around the table was amazing. Like it was just, I was sitting there looking at the myths from my old, you know, life of, of a child, looking up at my parents, telling stories and making speeches. I was like, you know what? I think the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. It We're certainly just going didn't. Back a bit further. It certainly <laughs> didn't because yourself and your lovely sister, uh, Circa, that you guys set up the uh, Candlelit Tales, which is, as I mentioned there, a night out like no, no other, but you also have a podcast. <laughs> You have so much going on with this. Yeah. Tell us about this. Well, yeah, we you know lockdown happened and everyone got very sad that we couldn't do live gigs, you know, or, or see each other. So we went online and we did a bit of uh, podcasting, and you know that's all the rage these days. But it was very strange for us to be telling stories to nobody, and uh, you know, obviously people listen to them afterwards, but there was no reaction, no audience feedback, no giggles, no laughter, no no way to weave in some way of of telling somebody how the beautiful red head of the girl that's staring at you right there within the story or whatever way you kind of weave in details of things happening in in around you that couldn't happen so we, we made them online and we, we went back to stories we told before and then we ran out of them and we had to tell stories we hadn't ever told before live and well it was you know we just uh, you know put everything on YouTube and went on to telling um, people how to tell stories on, with online training and storytelling training and that gave us a, a huge sense of community as well of like feeding into upskilling giving people more confidence sharing with fans and people who like the podcast and like us live and then seeing people grow as storytellers and then find out stories we hadn't found and, and feed back to us a bit of the inspiration and the grow for Irish myths that we've been trying to spread and that's the whole point of it I suppose you know you, you make art in order 
order to feed into the kind of coexistence of creation and, and then you get a bit of creation from it to yourself and it's, it, that was the bit of magic that we found over, over lockdown and, and then now we're opening up again we're like ah oh, right let's go back to live gigs absolutely and it's all about that pivoting it really is and you know we, we were talking about this the last time you know you guys were on with me and something magical happens when you gather people together for a story whether it's around a fireside or a campfire or sort of you know when you're on a sleepover as a youngster and you're telling ghost stories there's a real togetherness and this is kind of what you were missing but you're getting it back now with these live events that's what we're trying to do yeah absolutely and, and like you know we were we were in our bar in Bray last month we, we've, we've a fairly consistent you know um, Leinster base like we've been up in Louth so many times and we'd love to come back again a uh, big shout out to Bullurgan Park uh, Dark Horse Pizza who've had us um, do it our centre uh, I'm forgetting somebody probably um, Odd Molly's as well when yes. we came down there um, you know and we love coming up there uh, and I love I love offending people with me Louth accent you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hoping hope, hope that I get a few chuckles and not, not a few glares. But you know, Kukulin is so right around there. And uh, people kind of coming up going, I knew that story when I was young, but that was great crack. And you know, and just like really feeding <laughs> off the people and the energy. And, and I suppose like it's it coming alive with people seeing it. And we, we were, we we're doing a gig in Bray now next week, uh, a Fianna feast. A yeah, this course, is exciting now. Because the Fianna yeah, people, they so, love to feast, didn't they? Well, they love to see. That was the whole point. You get together and you have a big banquet. And the Fianna, when they lived in, in the summertime, they didn't have houses. They didn't have lodgings. None of them had wives. Apparently, apparently, I don't know about that. But, you know, they, they, in the wintertime is when they went into the houses of the kings and they regaled stories and had great banquets and they had great feasts and stories and songs and, and poems and everything was, was all about the entertainment and keeping yourself entertained and merry, looking back and looking forward to the, to the sunnier times and the warmer times uh, with stories and, and storytelling and feasting and, and food and some of the descriptions of the great, big, beautiful banquets that had, you know, the... Uh, the boar that was, you know, yeah. what was it fed on 20 milch cows and glazed with honey with uh, 20 oxen as decorum around it, you know. <laughs> like, uh, it was fantastic. You know, some of the descriptions are fantastic. So, like, they'd make your mouth salivate. So, we better would. just try and link up and do something like that. Uh, and it's something we've been trying to do for a while now is, like, get a venue that suits and maybe bring, you know, maybe we'll have a banshee banquet the next time. Maybe it'll be up in the road. I don't know. Yes. We're not quite sure where, where we'll do it yet. But, we, um, we would be all about the Banshee Banquet up here we really would and that's happening next week in Bray but the other event now that I'm really interested in right uh, judging and I read oh, yeah. I read this description earlier on uh, about St. Patrick you know uh, this is a story that is very different from the stories that we know about St. Patrick isn't it? Yeah, well, he was, he was told, he, we all know that he got rid of the, the snakes out yeah. of Ireland, and, and we don't quite know what, maybe he fought the Kerton, like the mother of the devil himself, and herself, and, and that's a great story, but it intertwines, and that comes out of a conversation that he had with the legend Oshin of the Fianna, and he came back from Tiernanog, some say he fell off the horse, and turned into dust, and after a thousand years, some say that, well, he turned grey and old, but he was still bigger than the rest of the lads there, because they were all pale and, and sickly and, and small and so they, they hoosed them down to St. Patrick and they had great debates and philosophical conversations because the hierarchy was different then because Christianity made everything equal everyone was, was equal in the eyes of God but in the older system and we look back at pagan beliefs as 
in a lot of kind of like raw and and, and we we try and say always oh, better then maybe it wasn't necessarily but certainly people have a higher status a warrior poet of the Fianna would expect a great welcome and to be given things to him and to be better than the the average person and, and respected as such and well you know that wasn't the eye in the eyes of St Patrick so he made him work for his supper you know and he was eating uh, an entire cow a skin of the bread and uh, a a churn of butter that was huge, you know, and like so we have these descriptions of, of of his food and how much he was eating Patrick out of house and home. Yeah, and there was a few, a few fibs told here and there, I'm sure, but the point being, he he was he was accused of telling a lie, and how he goes about proving the fact that he told the truth is uh, well, it's an epic tale in, in and of itself, and it's a great whole conversation because the stories come out of it, and it, you know it's interesting to see Patrick as a real character dealing with dealing with the old beliefs dealing with the old characters of the, the legends and uh, the beliefs yeah, that were all so ingrained. Yeah, it is so ingrained. And it's funny that you say that because literally at the weekend I was in Scaries and they, they I had a great tour in the Scaries mill there and they told us about the story of St. Patrick who had a, he had a goat and the goat went everywhere with him. And apparently people on the uh, island that he was on off the coast of Scaries killed his goat on him and uh, oh, they, no. they legged it then to the, the mainland and apparently he did a big stride across the sea <laughs> to get the whoever yeah. had killed the goat and his footprint is still on the island off the coast of Scaries there you go there you go and I only Love learned it. that yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is the stories that you find around things like this uh, so you and aren't... you find them and their lo- locations of stories are a lock door gets his name because it's, it's a red lake where he kills Kertonok after lighting the fire up yes. in a uh, Patrick, you know, and like to, to banish all of the all of the monsters and demons and, and and the devils, which may might have been getting a bad rep. Maybe they were just you know having a bit of trouble and and just causing a bit of mischief, but weren't really awful at all. But we we blame them for all our problems and they were banished. So we don't know, but we you get the locations and you get the specific stories, but then you you go back to the old written ones and you find some mental stuff all together. Oh, and you it's, do, it's and a, you love all that. Part. If there's something mad in it, Aaron is it's definitely bringing. This story. <laughs> <laughs> There's something mad, and definitely my curiosity is, is certainly, you know, intrigued. It and is intrigued. It, 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 it's about kind of making it relevant too. It's about kind of going, okay, what's the context now? Why are we? Why do we tell these stories? And why yeah. is Saint Patrick such? A phenomenal character. Why? Why do we have such uh, a death to to always commemorate Patrick? Why not all, also commemorate the Fianna? And in this conversation, you you kind of find the balance between the old ways and the new ways, and and the kind of more modern way of, of making that something that's more more attainable. Not necessarily getting rid of the old yes. and the bad, and and and, and trying to because Christianity gets a bad bad rep, and you know maybe deservedly so, and for a lot of things that the church has done, but also. You have to remember how it's in the salvation of an awful lot of people, and, and, and the Irish language itself was, was a lot of you know from the head schools and the churches that did an awful lot of great work, and so we do commemorate Saint Patrick for for that, and then we also want to look back at why were the Fianna and, and the lads, you know, why were they so brave and brilliant and able to leave off all 
association with accommodation and uh, goods and services. They went out and did it for the, 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 the good of Ireland, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, for, and, and this, gain, personally. this is what you bring into the, the whole event, which is fantastic. People can get all the details and tickets and information, candlelittales.ie. Aaron, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you again. <laughs> Best of luck with the events. Definitely do come back to Loud. We need more storytelling here around this neck well, of the woods. And Mead as well. And Mead, yeah. Big show and me and I'm with big show that any venues would have us because you know and I'm 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 we're kind of a small team and we we don't always get to uh, look around for the the best and the biggest and the perfect venue for us. So if anyone knows us and knows a venue that would suit, we'd love a recommendation because we're kind of Dublin and Wicklow based because that's where we mostly live. So if anyone wants us up and has a recommendation for somewhere some uh, for us to be, we're booking. County down on the 3rd of April I meant to say that as well because that's more, more your neck of the woods yep. so we'll be up and around that area and we'd lo- love to tell you another few stories and a storytelling night up in, uh, up in the wee little county Absolutely so, yeah, we'd be delighted us. to have you we really would Aaron thank you so so much for chatting to me enjoy All Spain right, thanks a million Yeah we'll be. Bye 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 Yes fantastic candlelittales.ie you can find all the details of their events and everything they also travel around schools as well and give workshops for kids and as Aaron said if there are any if there's any venue around uh, any people working in venues that um, are listening to Aaron and would love to have Candle Tales down you can get in touch with them probably the best way is through the website as well they have a, a contact us section there as well they have an email that kind of thing so candlelittales.ie 11 to 1 on LMFM LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 77 Going back in time to March 2nd, 2002, US invasion of Af- Afghanistan, US conventional forces first deployed as part of Operation Anaconda. Also, 40-year-old South African boxer Baby Jake Matala ends his 22-year career with a seventh round, taking TKO win over Colombia's Juan Herrera and he retained his WBU Junior Flyweight title. Uh, today, now not in 2002, but in 1977, English singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, lead vocalist of uh, Coldplay, Chris Martin was born. He's celebrating the birthday today. And today is Ash Wednesday, the first day of Lent observed by Christians all over the world. LMFM Northeast Update. News at 12 is approaching, but still to come. She danced her way to another perfect score on Dancing with the Stars at the weekend. Nina Carberry joins me for a catch-up. And Drada artist Kieran Dunleavy unveils a new large-scale artwork in support of the Ukrainian people. That's all to come. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. You can get in touch with us on 086 658. Now, as people will know, next Tuesday marks International Women's Day and there are a host of different events happening all over the country. But on Friday, Terminfec and Development Board, known locally as well, Terminfec are inviting you to join them in a celebration uh, for International Women's Day. Now, they're hosting their event on Friday. That's this coming Friday at 7.30pm. There's going to be an evening of discussion, entertainment and tasty treats from the Forage Field Farm Shop. And the proceeds from this event are going to women's aid. So 
they've got a host of really great speakers. They have Dr. Linda Kiernan Knowles. She's a lecturer on gender and women's history in Trinity. Uh, she's going to be the MC. There's uh, people like um, Natalie Kelly, the founder of Draw the Dolls. Also, uh, writer in resident, author Nicola Casti. She's writer in resident with Mead County Council. Uh, you have uh, Mog Downey, renowned writer as well. Also, uh, Maria Flynn, owner of Ballamakenny Farm and also EU Climate Pact Ambassador and Senior Engineer Caroline Corrigan and there's more that are going to be announced for the, for all of this. Um, also, Forgefield Coffee Shop and Ballymakenny Farm and Draw the Dolls are supporting the event and all the, the proceeds are going to Women's Aid, which is great. Tickets are €15. Euro. You can check out the details of this eventbrite.ie. OK, that's where you'll find it there. And uh, sure to be a nice event. Uh, Friday, this coming Friday, 7.30pm uh, at the Forgefield Farm. So that's where they're they're doing this. Uh, so, and, uh, if, by the way, if there's um, any other events locally that you might be involved in or you're hosting about anything at all, uh, you can get in touch with us here. We love to promote all the events that are happening around this neck of the woods. You can get in touch with us, info at lmfm.ie. Now time to check in with the world of celebrities. <laughs> The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people thecrownplazadundalk.ie has it all Hi, I'm Louise. One of the stars of new drama Mood says the series isn't like any others around at the moment. The show, which starts on BBC Three later, is based on a stage play and is about the world of influencers. Actress Lara Peake says the creator, cast and crew spent time before shooting to get things right. The whole sort of piecing together of the project was really exciting because I think ultimately there's not really anything in the UK that's out there that's, I guess, as on the nose and as confronting and exciting as Becky Hill dropped a juicy new collab on Friday, this time with Galantis. She won Best Dance Act at the Brits this year. No surprises why, after hearing this tune. Take a listen. Netflix has unveiled the trailer for the fourth season of Drive to Survive and there's plenty of drama to go around. This series is going to focus on the controversy between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. It'll be out on March 11th. It's not just about what's going on on the track. It's everything that happens off the track. It's winner takes all. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. With the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Dundalk.ie has it all. We're going to be chatting to our own local celebrity, Nina Carberry, very shortly. Nina has just been unbelievable. She really has on Dancing with the Stars. And last week on Sunday, if you missed it, she got a perfect score from the judges. Again, she got 30 marks for her Charleston performance. And she even, she even lifted up her dance partner, Pascal. So we're going to to chat all about this uh, with Nina very, very shortly. But first, back to the music and this is brilliant. This is Niall Horan and Anne Marie and their cover of Fleetwood Max everywhere. They are perfect collaborators. Niall Horan and Anne Marie everywhere. Loving that cover of Fleetwood Max classic. 
Now, somebody else who is just amazing at the moment is Nina Carberry, former jockey turned just the dark horse. They were calling her the dark horse of the competition. And I think now she is the the actual prime candidate to win this. She has just been really, really amazing to watch every single week on the show. And she wowed the judges on Sunday when she performed the Charleston and got a perfect score. I have to catch up with her again to find out how she's feeling about everything. Plus, there's only four weeks of the competition to go. We're going to chat to Nina just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. She is wowing us every single week on Dancing with the Stars. Our dark horse, Nina Carberry, she's dancing up a storm every single week. Last week, judges were so impressed once again as she took to the floor to perform the Charleston. And Arthur saying she performed the best Charleston of the season so far. But with just four weeks to go, all bets are on our Meath lady, uh, Nina Carberry, to lift that glitter ball trophy. I'm delighted she's on the line with me again. How are you doing, Nina? Thank you. <laughs> you are on cloud nine, I would say. Oh my God, we were yeah. roaring at the television when the judges <laughs> called out that amazing score again. You must have I just know. been delighted. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I knew I felt it well, and it was really um, cool dance to dance as well. The Charleston's really fun and upbeat and brilliant with the big band behind us, the RT big band. So. Gave it an extra bit of a kick, and uh, no, it was really cool. It was really cool dance, and it was lovely then to to get the good scores. And um, just, it was lovely. It was just so. It was just so perfect. You know, it just it just ended so well for me, and I didn't seem to miss a step for myself. And uh, it was just so lovely and just speechless at the end of it. To be honest. Oh, absolutely. I can understand why. And can we talk about that lift? Because I was going, she's <laughs> lifting him. How is she doing this? Oh, my God. I know, yeah. It was a few times now I dropped him in rehearsals. But uh, it worked out all right anyway on the night. I obviously got the muscles ready to, to catch him. But um, yeah, no, it was... Uh, yeah, it was. He's very um, adventurous with the lifts. <laughs> he is adventurous with the lifts. And what about now for yourself? Like, will you have to do? Because there was some pretty spectacular lifts, even from the other dancers uh, over the course of the evening on Sunday as well. I want to see you up high as well. You know, dirty dancing style, Nina. Oh, you know God, what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what he has in store for me in the next couple of dances, but I'm not sure. I'm sure it'll be something wacky anyway. It will be something wacky with Pasquale involved in this now you came into the competition thinking that you'd last a week or two we've four weeks to go till the end and you're going from strength to strength each week do you feel like you're learning so much because you're bringing something new to it every single week <laughs> yeah like the dances um, the last two dances were really enjoyable and I felt kind of relaxed going into the week but um, yeah this is another different week again it's the jive um, very good so it's, I'm finding it quite hard actually. I'm, it's not like any other dance I've danced before. So, yeah, this is kind of starting from scratch again. So, I'm not, I'm going to get the tens this week, but we'll give it a go. It's, um, but it's a really nice, upbeat dance as well. Okay, so you got the, and with the jive as well, it's quite fast as well, isn't it? It's yeah, a lot of kind of yeah. twirling and lifting as well going exactly, on with that yeah. one. Oh, fingers yeah. crossed, yeah. Because And as you say, we well, should really reiterate this because I think this is important. Every single week you are starting from scratch again. Yeah. I mean, how, how many hours of rehearsal are you putting in? Yeah, that's the hardest thing about the show that like, once your, your dance is gone, it's gone. 
unless you get to get to the final, you get to repeat it again. I'd imagine one of you, one of your best dances, you'll get to repeat again. But that's the saddest thing. Like the is not going to come back for me, you know. So yeah. it's gone, and I, I, that's why it's hard. That like you put so much into one dance, and it's kind of you're finished with it. Then you start another one on Monday. So that's kind of the hardest thing to kind of cope with. That like you have to start all over again on the Monday. So. It's, um, yeah, that's mentally hard. Yes, I would imagine mentally, physically draining the whole lot. And you're a busy lady because I've seen there t- this morning, I see that you're going to be doing some judging of your own in the style stakes this time, Nina, for the uh, the Irish Grand National. Yeah, and it's the 150th running of the Irish Grand National. So it's a really prestigious year for them. And uh, it's great to be there only up the road for me. Two minutes, so I'm only delighted to to do it and to be part of the festival again and uh, yeah I'm really looking forward to it yeah, and uh, this is going to be so super because uh, so much of this was happening online the last little while with these competitions. The ladies yeah. will be just delighted to be getting the glad rags on for, for Ladies' yeah. Day and, and the judging and everything else. Nina, I know you're so, so busy. I have no doubt you are just going to sail through this week. Don't be worrying about the jive at all. All the, the Northeast people are behind you. We will be voting. Thank you so, so much for joining me again. Thanks a million. Cheers. Best no of luck. Bye, bye, bye. Nina Carberry, she is our dancing star for me. Please tune in Sunday night, or one 6.30pm and vote for Nina. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Yes, World Book Day is tomorrow and I suppose just in time for World Book Day, this news is coming to us because a sequel has been announced uh, to Irish author John Boyne's best-selling novel, The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas. It's going to be published in the autumn. And I know there's a lot of people that were a big fan of the book and it was made into a movie, but um, it's spanning five decades. All the Broken Places is what it's called. And it focuses on Gretel, the older sister of Bruno, who was the young character, the, the main character in the Boy in Stripe Pajamas and it tells the story of Bruno's family in after the events of the earlier novel so really really interesting for people who haven't read it I highly recommend it it was originally published in 2006 and um tells the story of the unlikely friendship that forms between the son of a Nazi command, commander and a young Jewish prisoner at Auschwitz during World War II and this was a huge global phenomenon. The book sold 11 million copies. It was on bestsellers lists everywhere and it was adapted for, for screen and stage as well. It's been published in 57 languages as well, becoming the most tra- tra- translated Irish novel of all time. Um, and uh, now this is going to be Gretel's story and uh, John Boyne said it was a book that he hoped to write one day telling the story of Bruno's older sister Gretel who at the end of her life looks back at the experience she was part of in the book that we know The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas. So there you go one to watch out for in the autumn. The Killers on LMFM's 11 to 1 if you're on the job search couple here for you today. Rice and Ruddy Motors requires a fully qualified motor mechanic with at least one year of experience. You can send your CV to noel at ricerudy.ie Meath County Council requires an information systems analyst developer to apply for this position. You can check out current vacancies on the Meath County Council website and there's an information booklet and application form there. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section lmfm.ie 
Here on Dunleavy, a lot of people will know him around the, the northeast region. You'll certainly know his work. He has completed a huge mural of Fionn McCool in Drogheda, also of uh, Francis Ledwidge in Slane, and he has many other works around this neck of the woods and indeed the country. Well, he has decided to use his art to send a message of hope and support to the people of Ukraine. Um, some people will know that Kiron, although from Drogheda, he actually lives in Donegal and um, he was given the side of a building in Letterkenny to transform into a message um, for, uh, for hope and peace for the people of Ukraine. And later on today in Letterkenny, there's going to be a vigil and an unveiling of Kiron's work. I'm going to catch a word with Kiron just after these. Hello. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Next guest is renowned around the country for his incredible eye-catching large-scale paintings that adorn buildings around towns and cities. He's painted a huge-scale murals of Francis Ledwidge, Fionn McCool, Bob Marley and many others and today will unveil perhaps one of his most important works. Because whilst we're all watching in horror as the atrocities in the Ukraine unfold, artist Kieran Dunleavy felt compelled to turn to his art to express his feelings about the war and today his work will be unveiled in Letterkenny where he is now... Living. Artist Kieran Dunleavy is on the line with me now. How are you doing, Kieran? I'm very good, Sinead, and yourself? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Now, there's a real sense of helplessness, isn't there, here as we watch this horror inflicted on the people of Ukraine. When you first heard about what was happening, though, you decided to turn to art to send a powerful message. Yeah, um, I, I just I, I felt the same as everybody else. And, like, what, what, what do you do and what can you do, you know? And I suppose. I, I, I just decided to offer my skills. This is maybe I can do something on the wall to show um, support because at, at the end of the day, um, no matter what, no one wants to see war in anywhere, anywhere. Like you think we're past that as well. You'd like to think we're past that as people are the way we are, you know. So um, yeah, I was speaking to my partner Laura, Laura Murphy. She's been brilliant, by the way, and um, really helpful. And I was saying, geez, maybe we could do something on the wall somewhere. And I know I did one there last year up uh, at Burrito Loco in Letterkenny. And uh, it was a French art, it was a French um, artist who designed it. So um, I got on to him and I said, geez, put something beside uh, your wall because his artwork, actually, he's a big fan of Guernica, Picasso and stuff like that, you know. I said, that'll have that resonance and I'll blend the other one in it, so... It all just happened really quickly. That was Saturday night. Sunday, we were sorting out. Um, uh, Burrito Local came in and they sponsored like the Height for Hire and that. And then John Stones then sponsored the paint. And Monday morning, I was here painting it, you know. So it's been a very quick turnaround. I think it, it, I felt I needed to do a really quick response mm. as well on the wall so we can just get it out there and get the message over to them that... Um, us here, the Irish are kind of supporting them, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, you, as you yeah. say there, such a quick turnaround. Like I mentioned some of the pieces that you have done here, which have taken you weeks uh, to, to perfect and get up there. I've no doubt yeah. the calibre of work is going to be the same. You've worked night and day on it. Has it been one of your more challenging pieces? It has, yeah, because it's very fast. Like it's probably two days and I've I've literally an hour or two this morning um, until it's about to start raining. So it's a lot faster than you're more comfortable with but I suppose it's nothing compared to uh, the speed the people over in Ukraine have to react to what's going on over there you know. Absolutely and and, you know as you say there you're unveiling this in Letterkenny I understand there's a vigil as well happening to support the the people there Uh, can you tell us anything about the piece or is it kind of under wraps till later on? 
Um, no, I can, yeah. Uh, what I did was we were watching, um, I was sent a video for the New York Times, and uh, the New York Times, and it was a, a local lad, it was just a citizen, uh, Zakhar uh, Nechepur, and he was an actor, and he literally had to drop everything, and he just went, look, I'm just going to go, and I'm going to try and defend and do whatever I can, you know? So he, he quite a striking face when he was, he was saying that. He says, what can we do? And um, I decided to put him up, and he's up there in blue. And then underneath of this sculpture, um, you see it in um, Kiev, and it's Berehynia. Uh, and she's the goddess of love and protection. She kind of protects, uh, she's the kind of pagan goddess and stuff like that. And then there's also um, a touch of Gabriel, um, Archangel Gabriel as well, as, uh, who they kind of is their saint protector, you know. So you have the pagan sculpture goddess protecting so it's kind of, it's it's not to show that the atrocities or anything of that side, but I'm trying to just so is like the positivity and send mm. positive energy and uh, things like that along the way, you know. Absolutely, um, because, you know, yeah. artists throughout the, drain through the centuries have been documenting and responding to the world around them and particularly times like this, art is even more important in, you know, communicating messages of hope and peace. So this is what you're hoping to do with this. Yeah, yeah, to send out a positive uh, message over anything, you know. Um, and also, uh, it's like the, the staff and the, uh, the people who own the building, that everyone wants to say that over anything, like uh, everybody's really sending out a message that no to war, you know, it's, it's not mm. the answer, you know. So that's that. And then at half five as well, um, there's a lady coming down, there's different people coming down, um, Polish and Ukrainian nationalities, and they're going to do a bit of talk as well here at half five, you know. Okay, so the the community there, because I know you are friendly with people from the Ukraine living living there. How are they getting on? What, how are they coping? Yeah, I just got word this morning. Like you know, and they find it very emotional. Like it, it, like it's like you know, it it could happen here, you know. Mm. And it's just like you know when you're watching it, and but it's that it it feels very close to home for a lot of people here as well. But um, it seems to be hitting a nerve, and it's like that that helplessness. Um, I was like, I I only found out in the last few days that there's uh, all these different um, communities set up, and there's uh, like these charities and different people representing the Ukraine that you can actually get in touch with. There's a girl here, uh, and she's part of the Donegal crowd, and uh, I think everybody. What you could do is you could look at what you can do on sending humanitarian aid if there's anything you want to donate to the Ukraine there's people all over all you have to do is google it and there's different people in different counties representing the Ukraine and you can um, businesses if they want to give a financial money donation or anything like that or anyone who wants to do that do it that way you can and they're going to make sure that the money's going to get directly to help the people there yeah, if you want to donate food, yeah. if you want to donate anything I think that's how Anybody can help on any kind of a level, you know. You can donate something, get it to them, and um, they're going to make sure it go- goes directly to the Ukraine. So that's that's the way that I found out from starting this that we can help, you know. Absolutely, so. and there's lots of that cropping up around this local area as well. Um, you did mention, yeah. you know, the, the businesses. You have had a lot of support, and, and throughout the work that you do, uh, I know, Kieran, that you do have support from, from local business people there. Maybe we might mention them there again. Yeah, yeah, like... Uh, on this particular job? Yes, the the, the, the people yeah. that supported you there, yeah. yeah. Tom, Thomas uh, Thomas O'Brien and Burrito Loco, he just said yes straight away, what can we do? I'll sponsor the Hype for Hire, what what else do you need? And they're feeding me here, I'm working day and night on it, 
they've been absolutely incredible. And I just knew to get on to him because he'd be such a quick guy to just go, yes, let's do it. Because like, he, he does support, you know, he's a, he's always a great supporter of things like that, community art, everything like this. Did Irish lessons this morning. Then you Johnstone's paint. Um, I, I was only asking the rep uh, where they supply it because it's a really good paint for fast coverage, you know. Yeah. So straight away they said, look, just go in um Go into the local business there in Donegal, and we'll we'll sort you out straight away. So that was brilliant, you know. And um, then if you like uh, Laura Murphy there, she's um, she's able to do PR and marketing and all that kind of thing. So she was able to um, send out all that press releases to everybody to get the word out and get this get know, this off together. Yeah, she's fantastic. But she was straight on to us yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. The different printers there locally just printing out um, images and do you know all that kind of way. Like it's. It's a community support, many, yeah. Everybody, yeah, all the well-wishers, just people who, who are wondering what they can do to give a hand, you know, in that kind of way. So hopefully we'll great, get great numbers down here now later on this evening too um, for outside. And, um, oh, no doubt you will. Oh, no doubt yeah. you will. I've, I've no, no doubt you will do that. Kieran, yeah. I think what you've done is a huge support to the local people in Letterkenny who are from Ukraine. And I, I've no doubt that the news of what you've done will reach people. And it's vital that we have work like this displayed in such horrible times. It will give people hope. Thank you so, yeah. so much for, for, for joining me today. No worries. It's a pleasure as always, Sinead, and thanks a million for your time. Thanks a million. Kieran Dunleavy there, artist from the local area here in Drogheda in Letterkenny. He is putting the finishing touches to that mural. It sounds incredible. I will wait until later on to get the... There's going to be images sent in to us here, so we'll put them up on lmfm.ie if people want to check out Kieran's work. Um... And look, you know, like Kieran said, I mean, we do feel so connected in some ways to this, but so helpless at the same time. And as Kieran rightly said, it's about, you know, supporting the people who are doing these local collections. It's about maybe reaching out to the Red Cross and donating any little bit that you can with regards to helping the people. And like that, you know, as I mentioned earlier on, it's also kind of about being mindful as well as to where you're sending money to. Go to the reputable sources like the Red Cross, UNICEF, people like that who are on the ground helping and supporting these people and the money will go directly to them. So do be mindful of scammers and things like that happening. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much, as always, for your company. I hope you have a lovely Wednesday. I'll chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM.